Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Pastor Robert teaches through God's Word. couldn't deny the miracle so their reaction to it was he's doing this in the power of the devil he'd already done signs and how did they react they invented some objection you ever had a conversation with somebody like that you're talking to them you're having a conversation you're trying to have a discussion and no matter what you say they come up with a reason to debate or to object or to twist what you're saying When asked to perform a miracle so the people could believe in him, Jesus rebuked the people. The last time Jesus performed a miracle, the Pharisees accused him of being a demon. As Pastor Robert shares today, no matter what Jesus did, there was no satisfying the unbelievers. Do you have an excuse for not believing him? Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information and our contact information now here's pastor robert in the book of matthew chapter 12 with today's edition of main thing radio they rejected him not because of evidence to the contrary but because of their own evil hearts In the previous passage, Jesus had corrected them. If you remember, maybe you weren't here, but in that previous passage, Jesus, he's preaching and and he's teaching and he's ministering to people and they, they brought to him this guy who had a demon. Matthew told us, this guy had a demon and and he was, because of that, he was blind and he was mute. He couldn't speak. And Jesus healed him. So that all of a sudden, you know, he he had his sight and he started talking. And so the Pharisees said, he's doing this in the power of Satan. In other words, they accused him of being demon possessed. They accused Jesus of of being possessed by Satan himself. And and Jesus warned them of their blasphemy, that they were going to answer to God for the evil things they said. And and, and so now the, the very next statement that comes out of their mouth is in verse 38 Matthew chapter 12 some of the scribes and Pharisees answered saying teacher we want to see a sign from you but he answered and said to them and even when an adulterous generation seeks after a sign and no sign will be given to it except the sign of the prophet Jonah for as Jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of the great fish so will the son of man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth The men of Nineveh will rise up in the judgment with this generation and condemn it because they repented at the preaching of Jonah. And indeed, a greater than Jonah is here. The queen of the south will rise up in the judgment with this generation and condemn it for she came from the ends of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon. 
And indeed, a greater than Solomon is here. When an unclean spirit goes out of a man, he goes through dry places seeking rest and finds none. Then he says, I will return to my house from which I came. And when he comes, he finds it empty, swept, and put in order. Then he goes and takes with him seven other spirits more wicked than himself, and they enter and dwell there. And the last state of that man is worse than the first. So shall it also be with this generation, with this wicked generation. Now, we're going to stop right there for a minute. You know, obviously, this isn't an issue of the beauty of the writing distracting us from the point of the passage. That, that's not what's going on. But I do believe there's a deeper truth than what we immediately see on the surface. If we just dig, if we just look, if we just pay attention. You know, I remember reading this story many years ago and thinking to myself, wait a minute, Jesus, you're, aren't you being a little bit unreasonable? I mean, they're just asking for a sign. What's wrong with asking for a sign? I mean, to be honest, I'd kind of like a sign. My own personal miracle, my own personal demonstration from God that, you know, that Jesus really is who he says he is. I mean, come on, you're claiming to be God in the flesh. Show us. But then I realized, you know, Jesus had already done quite a few miraculous signs. As a matter of fact, the very first thing he did as he began his ministry, the Bible tells us, he went to Cana to a family wedding. Do you remember what he did there? He turned water into wine. This crazy miracle is like he turned apparently gallons, gallons and gallons of water into wine. By the way, our umbrella stand out in the front lobby there is the kind of water pitcher that they would have used. Very similar. So, I don't know, a couple of gallons of water, two, three gallons of water. He turned it into wine. And the story that I just told you, I mean, they bring this guy with a demon, he's blind, and all of a sudden he's not blind anymore. And they couldn't deny the miracle, so their reaction to it was, well, he's doing this in the power of the devil. He'd already done signs. And how did they react? They invented some objection. Have you ever had a conversation with somebody like that? You're talking to them, you're having a conversation, you're trying to have a discussion, and no matter what you say, they come up with a reason to debate or to object or to twist what you're saying. We've all had those kind of conversations. You're trying to make a point, and no matter what point you make, they counter your point with something, even if it's like so ridiculous. And that's what's going on here. These Pharisees rejected Jesus. They'd made up their minds. They didn't care what the evidence revealed. And he looked inside their hearts and saw what was really going on. Just like he looks inside our hearts. He's looking inside your heart right now. And he knows what's true. He knows what's real. If you're taking notes, I'm going to give you three observations from Jesus' reply to their demand for a sign. Number one, he said that they were representative of an evil and adulterous generation. That's a shocking statement. Because again, a reminder, the Pharisees were known as being the most righteous men of their generation. 
And basically, Jesus called them out for being, once again, for being fake, for being adulterous idolaters. Now, now remember, adultery is when a man or a woman violates their marriage vows. They, they have pledged faithfulness, fidelity, devotion to this other human being, and they violate that by giving themselves to somebody else giving their affection, giving their attention, giving their, their, you know, becoming physically intimate in some way with a person other than their spouse. The Bible calls that adultery. It may or may not involve sexual intercourse. God says, but there's more to it. He says there is such a thing as spiritual adultery. When a person responds to my devotion to them by betraying my affections, betraying my love. That's spiritual adultery. Do you understand God is devoted to you? That was another one of those epiphanies for me. I realized the Bible actually teaches that Almighty God is devoted to us. John 3.16, God so loved the world that he sent his son, right? The world for crying out loud. He doesn't even say, you know, the special ones, that, that, the, the really, really holy ones, the really, really beautiful ones, the really, really smart ones. He just, God, God so loved humanity. God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten son. And then the apostle Paul tells us Taking it, in my opinion, even further, he's, the Apostle Paul says, God demonstrates his own love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for the ungodly. You know, every so often I'll hear a teaching going around that God hates the wicked. God hates sinners. And I understand where they take it from, but we have to, we have to understand the overall context of Scripture. God so loved the world. joining us today for Main Thing Radio. Pastor Robert will have more to share from this study of Jesus's life from Matthew's perspective next time. For now though, you can explore more of Pastor Robert's teachings online at mainthingradio.com. You're invited to join us at Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach on Sundays for our weekly services. We gather at 9 and 11 a.m. and at 1 and 6 p.m. for worship and Bible study. If you're not able to join us in person, we still would love to have you be part of our church family. Join us online for each service. We'll be live streaming on our church website. You'll find out more and be able to connect at mainthingradio.com. Just click on About to find a link to our church homepage. We offer Spanish translation at some of our services as well. Visit our website to learn more. We'll also be streaming on Facebook Live. Just search for Calvary Miami Beach and be sure to like our page for the latest updates. We also invite you to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Just search for Calvary Miami Beach. We'd love to hear from you too. 
give us a call at 305 531 2730. That number again is 305 531 2730. That's all for today. Tune in next time for more from the Book of Matthew, right here on Main Thing Radio.